the most beautiful place in the world, where a Tar Heel blue sky blankets Murphy on its way to the Tennessee border. It's a long way from Raleigh and the Outer Banks, but we're living in Carolina too. In fact, you might call it Extreme Carolina. With more, here's Michael Borkman. Welcome, welcome everyone to Extreme Carolina, the show that focuses on great people with great stories who prove in their everyday lives that anything is possible. We strive to bring you relatable life lessons from interesting and inspiring people as they live out their purpose on this earth. Folks, get ready. It's time for some good news you can use. And Lord knows we need some good news in these days and times that we're living in. But we have an amazing young gentleman with us today. I mean, he is so awesome. Uh, I don't want to take up a whole bunch of time. I want to get right to it. But he is in one of the organizations that has been here since the turn of the century. But we'll get into that just a little bit. But first, I want to go ahead and bring him in here, introduce him. His name is Justin Lee, and he is a talent acquisition specialist at Milton Hershey School there in Pennsylvania. And we want to say welcome, welcome. Let's give him a huge Extreme Carolina welcome. Welcome, Justin. Oh, thank you, Mr. Borkman. Thank you. It's a pleasure. I'm really looking forward to to having the opportunity to speak with you here today. Really excited. Well, thank you. We're excited as well because we we had a little bit of a time trying to get in there and get to you because some of the folks, you know, there at Hershey, they weren't quite sure about this. But uh, what is this guy? You know, what do you want to talk about? Right. Well, first and foremost, we want to talk about Hershey, Mr. Hershey, Mr. Milton Hershey, because he started this thing at the turn of the century, Mm -hmm. and uh, it has blossomed into what you're involved with now. Can you give us just a short, short uh, uh, history about that from there to then, Justin? Yeah, so uh, Milton Hershey School started and founded by Milton S. Hershey, creator of that famous Hershey's Milk Chocolate Bar. So if you've ever had uh, any bit of Hershey's chocolate, thank you guys, Um, and, and his wife, Catherine aptly known as Kitty Hershey. Uh, Hershey's loved children, but were unable to have their own children. So they decided to use their wealth to create a home and a school for orphan boys at the time. And as you mentioned, being established at the turn of the century in 1909, when they both signed what is called the deed of trust for what was then referred to as the Hershey Industrial School. Uh, And this document established the guidelines for the school. Um, Fast forward over 110 years later, and Milton Hershey Mm -hmm. School is now one of the world's best private schools offering a top-notch education for positive home life to children in pre-K through 12th grade from families of lower income at no charge. Mm -hmm. Uh, We provide everything for our our families, our students, including Mm -hmm. tuition and housing, healthy meals and snacks for the students, uh, clothing, school supplies, education, technology, medical and dental care, counseling services, mm-hmm. tutoring, field trips, the whole nine yards, you name it, uh, activities and equipment. So um, in the NMHS is a residential school where, where our students are cared for in a right. loving family-like environment. Um, so not mm-hmm. only are we a school, but we're a, a residential, we're a home for them. So students live in what is called a student home with other okay. students that are mm-hmm. at their age and they're under the care of full-time married house parent couples. And, uh, and these, these full-time uh, married house parent couples or what I I do these days as talent acquisition specialist and, and helping to recruit them. Um, and then our senior students, our 12th graders, live in what's called transitional living apartments. 
those style housings prepare them for independent living after graduation. And that's also mm -hmm. the residential model that, that we also uh, recruit individuals to work here for. So uh, in the end, our goal here at MHS and part of the mission is to, to provide more children and, and students and families with this life-changing opportunity here, um, mm -hmm. nurturing and educating the children in social and financial need to, in the end, lead fulfilling and productive lives. Man, I tell you what, uh, you, you got the mission statement down pat, bro. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that, you, you, it sounded like you lived that, you know, yeah. not that you read it off a piece of paper, right. which, which is fantastic. I mean, you're, you're the living embodiment of, uh, Hershey school, mm -hmm. what, what, what Hershey, Mr. Hershey intended for. Okay. Now, um, Man, I tell you what, I, I never heard of a school that brings in a student, not only a student, but his mama and his daddy, too, mm -hmm. and bring them into the school and take care of them mm -hmm. for as long as the kid is there. You know, so that is just so amazing. I mean, you know, I mean, that's just fantastic. So, Mr. Hershey, obviously, selling all that chocolate candy, mm -hmm. and I raised my hand. I got a few of them balls, too. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that was back when I was eating sweets. You know, now I, I got on one of them diets that, you know, sh sugar is out, you know, bread is out. But uh, I do remember those bars, man. So, what I'm saying here is that he apparently sold enough of those mm -hmm. to, to start a school. Right. And, and and put the money in truck because I'm here to tell you what you just said mm -hmm. takes a lot of money oh, yeah. to do that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, so he put a lot of money in it. Plus, I know it grew interest and investments and all that stuff uh, over the years. So uh, but that's what's keeping this thing going. Correct. That's right. So uh, back in 1918, when when Catherine died, Mr. Hershey gave almost his entire fortune to the school. Uh, to ensure that wow. the school would remain in existence and, and continue to support and serve children from lower income families in perpetuity. And, and mm -hmm. so thanks to his, his good fortune and, and foresight, uh, we have been able to establish this uh, the, the trust fund that keeps the school going, um, again, in perpetuity. Um, you're right. That those, that chocolate, we, we are literally funded by chocolate and, mm -hmm. uh, and entertainment. You know, our folks, are, our partners over at Hershey Entertainment and Resorts, um, right. keep this place running. And, uh, and, and it was thanks to that vision that Mr. And Mrs. Hershey had, you know, at that turn of the century. That is fantastic, yeah. man. I really, you know, I'm sure the people really like that. But before we get, get too far gone, I want to, there's something that really needs to, let's dig, let's unpack what you said about they, that you bring kids in mm -hmm. from all, from all around the country. Mm -hmm. Now, my question is, how do they, what is qualification? Because I know you said, hey, we want to get some more kids and keep it going, you know, for in forever. What's the qualifications to get out of school? Well, the basic qualifications, they have to meet a certain income level um, and come from financial need. And so we have an entire uh, admissions team that's dedicated towards uh, the enrollment of students. Um, and again, that starts with the, the financial need of the family. Mm hmm and then, okay. and then in addition to that, there's there's additional criteria that students have to meet. They have to be between the ages of four and 15 years old at the, at the time of enrollment, um, have mm -hmm. the ability and willingness to learn, um, be right. free of serious behavioral problems that would likely disrupt the life in the mm -hmm. classroom or in the student home life 
at MHS uh, and be able to participate and benefit from the school's program. Um, right. And again, it, it starts though at that, that coming from lower income families. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and, and, and you touched on that a little bit about the kids' behavior mm-hmm. and and not to, you know, throw off on low-income families because, hey, brother, I come from one right. of them. I know. And so, but a lot of times in low-income families that you have issues, not that everybody that don't have low-income don't have issues, but a lot of times the low-income leads to uh, not just drugs, but uh, certain um, inabilities to cope with other kids like you have in your school. So I guess the screening process is pretty rigorous. Is that right? That, yeah, that is right. It can take uh, it can take months, if not years, for students to be admitted into the school. Uh, so the admissions team um, has, a, has a wide range and a number of applicants that come in year over year um, mm-hmm. and, and vetting through that process. Um, and it's a pretty extensive process. There's a lot of documentation that goes into it, working closely right. with community partners, working closely with the schools, um, mm-hmm. checking students' records at the schools, um, and, and, and gathering some of that information can be time-consuming. And oh, and things like that can be very time-consuming, especially when we're talking right. about students from all over the country. And so you're mm-hmm. operating, obviously, on different time zones and with different systems. And um, right. the team that we have here, they are incredible in bringing in the students that they bring in um, that, that we're able to serve here and, and provide this experience to Man, I tell you what, Justin, that is fantastic. Good information. Yeah. Uh, the people that are listening out there in podcast land, they will, uh, they will know, like me, a little bit about, uh, the Hershey School. I mean, cause I had no idea, you know, that this is going on. And so now with that said, uh, about the background checks, and I, I want to skip a little bit, you know, further along down the line. And that is once, and they went to the school, been to the school for years, you know, had a, you know, their, them and their families. And the question I have for you now, what happens? I heard you say they have a little bit of, of adjustment time after graduating mm-hmm. high school. Yeah. You know, have a little bit, still there trying to adjust them to outside in the world. So my question is this. What happens once they leave out into outside world? Would any of them actually come back and be a part of the school? You know, have a job there doing something like you or our our other good friend, Natalie, who's, you know, she's not on the call. But anyway, you know, we, we've talked to her several times. Mm-hmm. So so I'd like for you to ask, how does that work? But before you answer that question, we're up against the wall here, brother, to get a commercial. And you know, sponsors, they got to jump in there and do what they oh, yeah. do. Oh, yeah. So we got to give them an opportunity. So what we'll do, we'll step aside for just a brief, brief moment, folks. But don't go away. We'll be right back with the Hershey, Milton Hershey School. And Justin, don't go away. Tar Heel basketball, Cam's Panthers, Asheville's eclectic nightlife, and the Great Smoky Mountains. It belongs to us, too, out here in extreme Carolina. Once again, here's Michael Borkman. Be sure to visit our brand new website, michaelborkman.com, to access exclusive online content, 
including over 150 episodes of previous content for free. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Extreme Carolina. And lastly, if you don't want to miss an episode with our amazing guest, and trust me, you don't, you can now subscribe to our podcast and let the new episodes come to you automatically. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your shows. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the show, Extreme Carolina. And today we are interviewing uh, a young man from Milton Hershey Schools in Pennsylvania. And uh, he is one of the uh, people there that's working. He's a talent acquisition specialist. So, I mean, we'll have to give him to be a little bit more specific about that. But before we get to that, we asked him a question on the other side of the show. Now, would you, can you answer that? What happens after graduation? Just. Yeah. So that support continues for students after graduation. We have a department here, graduate programs for success. And as part of that, there are, are, are several different components to it. So there's higher education support specialists that are hired here on staff that assist our students that are going off into the continuing education world. So be at a two-year school um, mm-hmm. or a four-year four-year college. And they they meet, they work with our young graduates on those college campuses, helping navigate them through those four years while they're in college, helping them mm-hmm. understand the financial aid side of things, the academic advising side of the house, um, being involved in, in, in extracurricular activities and different clubs and activities on campus and those sorts of things. So they assist that group of students. Then we also have an um, an, another area that's focused on career services, career readiness, mm-hmm. and assisting right. those students that are going into the world of work and into the world of military, because we know college and isn't isn't the answer for every student, or isn't you know the right. for every student. And so we mm-hmm. want to talk about those alternatives. And so we have a dedicated staff member that that works with our young graduates that are going into the world of work, helping them um, establish their resume, their cover letter, their LinkedIn profiles, interviewing mm-hmm. skills and techniques that are going to benefit them as they step into the world of work or, or, or get into the world of military. And then um, mm-hmm. as they continue on, we have our alumni relations department that really partners with our alumni at, at all at all different age groups and in, in, in decades here at the school um, and staying connected with them and engaging with them and also supporting them. So when, uh, when you have an alumni that, is looking for looking for a place to stay and mm-hmm. they are um they are, are are looking for resources or folks that they can can tap into our, our alumni relations department will really assist them in finding that place to stay or if it's finding yeah. another mill that can help them find a place to stay and we call our graduates mills excuse me mm-hmm. we don't hershey school language there um but helping them find somebody that can help them find the occupation so there's that support that they receive here as a student continues on even once they walk across the stage and that's not just from that department though as well you know the sure. other the other side of the house uh, especially the house parent role these married couples that have helped raise these these students um end up becoming the ex- an extension of their family and so many of them um many many students many graduates stay in contact with their house parents um and ask for advice in the same way that i ask my own parents for advice mm-hmm. um and in working through life as a young adult and even as you continue through life um leaning into your your house parents you know for for advice and wisdom um so that's yeah. important just continues on and on and on. Okay, well, uh, a part of that question that, that that we wanted to know about, even though they get advice as adults from you know the people that are still there, do any of the students 
actually become yeah. employees yeah, yeah. of the school. Yeah, forgive me. Yes, forgive me for that. You did ask that part of it too, and I totally drove blank because I was going on and on. Uh, yeah, we do have uh, students <laughs> that we have students that do return back here to work at the school in a variety of capacities. So, uh, teachers, house parents, other administrators, coaches on staff, um, the students do return uh, to this place that they call home and work here. That is amazing. Uh, I seem to recall uh, when I was first digging into it about someone that not only came back, but has risen up to the high ranks. Yeah. We, you don't have to say names, but uh, <laughs> that uh, has risen to part of the top, I mean, into the executive part mm-hmm. of the school. Is that correct? That's correct. Our, our president, uh, President Pete Gert, is a grad of the school. Wow. Look at that. Okay, man. I tell you what, that school is, uh, man, that's a shame. I didn't get to go to it. I might have been better off, you know, in life, but uh, that's okay. I mean, you know, stuff happened. We we're born where we're born. That's right. And, uh, but, but that school, the world's private, uh, uh, the best, excuse me, the world's best private school mm-hmm. <laughs> is amazing right mm-hmm. there in the central Pennsylvania region. Now, but what we also want to know, you know, we've covered a lot about the school, but you, Justin, we want to ask just a couple of questions. We want to peel the cover back, even though you represent, and let me tell you, brother, you represented the school well today. So uh, if anybody of the of the administration is listening, they probably say, oh man, let's keep that guy on. You know, he's doing a good <laughs> job. But anyway, so, so, but let's peel the cover back on you and see if we can get some, some a couple of quick questions and answers in here before we got to get out of here. And one of those is this. Uh, a lot of times we go through life and success is not what it's all about. I mean, in order to get to success, we have failure after failure after failure before we actually get to success. So can you tell us about a time that you had a, a big failure, a big setback that propelled you to move forward? Oh, man. Um <laughs> A big failure. I, I'm a, I'll give you. A, I'll give you a failure. I can't think of off the top of my head of a big failure. But this role that I sit in today, um, I, I, I guess you could say I failed in my attempt at, at getting the job initially. Mm-hmm. So I, I worked in higher education for four and a half years in college admissions as an admissions counselor and traveled all over the the East Coast and primarily New Jersey, where I recruited mm-hmm. high school students for. And um, my wife and I had our first son at the time. Right. And as an admission counselor, I was away four or five days a week and, and decided, you know, it's time to get off the road and, and find something else to do. And um, and I had always known about Milton Hershey School. I, I had this deep affinity for Milton Hershey School uh-huh. in central Pennsylvania. Um, it was an employer destination for me that I said, one day I'm going to work at that place that is known as Milton Hershey School because they do incredible work over there for students. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I identify with many of our students here and in, in, in the upbringing of our of students and some mm-hmm. of the life experiences. And so um, I said, Milton Hershey School, I want to look there one day. So I remember sitting on my son's floor one night. He's about six or seven months old at the time. I remember sitting on his floor, seeing this position open up as town acquisition specialist. And I thought, oh, that's really neat. You know, I don't know much about the human resources world or or the employee recruitment world, but it, it, it sounds similar to what I do now in college admissions. And so I just put in an application. I got my resume and cover letter together and put in mm-hmm. an application. Sure. And, uh, and I didn't hear anything back for like two or three weeks. And, and I'm going, oh, what's going on? Like, I, I'm, I'm qualified. I'm perfect for this role. I mean, I check all right. the boxes. And, uh, and then I got the contact information of the hiring manager. 
and who's now my boss. And she goes, well, you just don't meet the, the criteria for what we're looking for. We're looking for somebody and, and experience in, in oh, marketing man. and SEO and, and all this. And, that. and I was in grad school at the time. And I said, oh, but, but please, let me send you. I, I, I was almost borderline begging. I, said, I was like, please, let me, send you, <laughs> let me send you this research paper that I just wrote on Internet marketing and yeah. SEO and the whole nine yards. And so she read the paper and was like, okay, you know, we'll do an, we'll do a formal interview and, and have you come in. And, and, uh, and so while I was initially met with that, that failure of, of the job denial, you know, and receiving that word, I, I fought, I practically fought tooth and nail afterwards in every interaction that I had. Um, and as I learned more about this role, continue sure. to say, I'm the right person for this job. And, and, uh, Three and a half years later, you know, I, I still sit here. So, um, <laughs> the, the lesson I learned there was, was that presumed failure can lead to success. Um, you know, you just got to go. keep on moving, keep keep moving forward. And, and where yeah, yeah. You know, one door closes, you know, if there's a little bit of a, a, a crack in that door and there's an opportunity, take it. And that's all I needed. There you go. Didn't give up. Didn't yeah. give up. That's what it's all about, folks. Never, ever, ever, never giving up on life because the, you could, the time you decide to quit, success is right around the corner. So I tell you what, Justin, man, I tell you what, we we have really, you know, hit against the wall here. But I tell you what, we got one, just a few, few more moments to ask and answer this next question, even though we're okay. running out of time. And that okay. next one is this. Justin, what's the best advice you've ever received? <laughs> best advice I ever received. Uh, I played college football at a small division three school, uh, Lebanon Valley College. Shout out Lebanon Valley College. And our head coach, Jim Monis, used to look at us at the end of every victory. We'd circle around and we'd say a team prayer at the end of every victory. Mm-hmm. And coach Monis would look at us and he, older gentleman, he'd look at you and he'd do this, this funny thing. He'd circle around you. Right. Take his hat and he would turn his hat backwards and he goes, guys, gal, we had a female kicker on the team. So he goes, guys, gal, listen to me. Don't do anything stupid this weekend. Don't do anything stupid. And he would mm-hmm. point at you and we'd laugh and you'd joke about it. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 and initially at you know, the start of the season for the new guys, when they'd come in, he'd explain what he meant by that. And it was that. No matter what you do, you know, on the on the day to day, what you did out here on the field, when you step off of here, you're a representative of something bigger than yourself. You represent mm. your family. You represent the institution. At the time that I was, we were students. You represent the team that you're a part of. You represent me. You represent your family and your communities at home. And so, there when you, you do something stupid and you mess up, you're, that's a reflection of all of those other things that you 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 represent. And, wow. uh, and that little bit of advice has stuck with me, you know, just don't, and that's not just do, don't do anything stupid, but it's about, you know, as you carry yourself through life, you are a, a representative of other things beyond who you are standing right there. You know, you represent your family, your faith, your background, uh, your awesome. community, your employer, and, and, <laughs> and a whole host of other things. And so, uh, yeah, that, that was one of the best pieces of advice yeah. I've ever received. That is fantastic, Justin. Wow, that's some great piece of advice. Uh, represent, you know, wherever you're at, represent. And uh, so I tell you what, man, we we are totally out of time. And I just want to thank you for coming on here today. You. And uh, and you represent it. Let me tell you that you represent it today, uh, Milton Hershey's private school. And I'm sure they're really proud of you. And a lot of folks weren't interested now on how they can get on there. But we got to say, we got to shut it down. We're up against the clock, man. So I want to say thank you for being here. We really appreciate it, Justin. Thank and maybe, you. maybe 
somewhere down the line, we might can uh, answer you back. Uh, w- uh, would that be possible? I, we can get I'd you be back happy sometime? to. Uh, anytime, I'd be happy to. Fantastic. We really appreciate that. All right, we got to get out of here. Uh, ultimately, Extreme Carolina is committed to you, our listeners, to bring you leaders and newsmakers like Justin here that are passionate, purpose-driven, and making a difference. By listening to their stories, Extreme Carolina listeners will have an opportunity to refuel, reconnect, and get inspired by unlocking the power of the people. Okay, folks, as you know, we give a positive quote of the day as we end the show. Hey, and here it is. You can change environments, but until you change yourself, nothing else will ever change. Wow, man, I like that. That's pretty cool. Hey, we're going to get out of here. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. We really, really appreciate y'all. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Peace. We out.